Paura is a really nice guy. He's one of the Kohanga fathers and is working late on a Saturday night, getting the Kohanga ready for its official opening on Monday morning. Like a lot of guys, he dabbles. Tutu's around the house. Carpentry, plumbing, electrician work, he can do it all. And most importantly, his rates are excellent. Subway, pit pit or his favourite form of payment, pizza. He's been described as a thick-skinned optimist. He's such a nice guy that he really can't see the bad in anything which sometimes lands him in trouble. Paura is a thick-set man with a bit of a puku. By national health standards, he might be considered obese, but for this 30-something guy, he's just right. In his positive speak, he tells everyone that he has spent years honing his physique, getting it just right. If he loses his puku, where is he supposed to rest his coffee? It's a skill to be envied that is especially handy if you don't have a cup holder in the car. The Kohanga is an old 1960s bungalow. There are two bedrooms. One has been converted into an art room. There's a games room full of puzzles. And there's a main room, which was the old lounge that has been converted into an open space where the kids will learn waiata and kōrero. There is a hallway from the front door that connects all the rooms, including the kitchen. There is a bathroom and two toilets, one normal size and a cute little one. At the old kōhanga, where there was only the one standard toilet, the kaioko often had to fish the kids out of that toilet bowl. <laughs> Paura is hanging a feature art piece on the wall in the main room. It's a huge wall-sized mural, a masterpiece the babies have created specifically for their new kohanga reo. It's full of cut-out paper handprints, dozens of rainbows, and oodles of brown unicorns. Paura thinks that they're either Māori unicorns or they might be horses with one spiky-looking ear. Either way, it's beautiful. Paura hears the front door creak open. There's a gust of wind and footsteps down the hallway. Oh, great. Kai's finally here. The Kohanga Reo mothers have been dropping Kai off all weekend so that Paura could just concentrate on the mahi. Paura yells out, Mabuhi, I was beginning to fade away into a little mountain. When Paura gets to the kitchen, there's no one there. He scratches his head and has a look down the hallway. The front door is open. So he goes to the door, takes a look outside, sees no one, and shrugs before closing the door and goes back to what he was doing. His puku rumbles. Hang in there, buddy. He heads back into the room, unfazed by what's happened. Paura is afraid of nothing and no one. Being bigger than most has its perks. He's used to everyone being afraid of him. His size is useful for clearing pathways, shutting up noisy kids at movie theatres, you know, that sort of thing. When he gets back to the room, the mural's on the floor. Oh, that damn wind. He gets his gun stapler. The mural is sorted. He steps back to admire the kid's work. The lights flicker. 
of the man. I thought that was fixed. I'll have a look at that some more. It's probably the wiring again. Hoo, hoo. Now that sounds like a delivery. Yeah, maybe the fire ordered me a pizza. Well, worth it. Tea, just seen. <laughs> he rushes to the door and opens it with anticipation. In his mind are images of cheesy deliciousness with generous lashings of meat. Powder doesn't care which kind as long as it's covered in mayo and barbecue sauce. He's so hungry that even vegetarian sounds nice. The timing couldn't be better. His puku rumblings had gotten so bad that there are multiple harmonies calling out from his tummy. Hey, there are no pizza man. Now most would probably freak out by now. Knocking at the door, no one there. Footsteps down the hallway, nothing. But no, Paura only sees a non-existent delivery and gives a response worthy of the moment. He steps outside to have a look, just in case the car is down the side of the house. The front door slams shut. He turns the handle. It's locked. He's getting hangry now. He could probably break the lock if he wanted, but that would mean more mahi tomorrow. He walks around the side of the house. The back door should be open. As he passes the windows on the side of the house, he sees a shadow moving inside and yells out, Hey! Oh! Hey, are you the pizza guy? Hey, can you just leave the guy on the bench? Nah, thank you! He runs around to the back of the fare, rubbing his hands. He bursts through the back door. Okay, pizza man, where have you put my food? He has a look around the fare. There's no one there. When he goes back into the main room, the mural is on the floor again. Oh man, I thought I did that already. I must be having food hallucinations. Thanks a lot, Pizza Hut. Okay. I'm gonna hang this mural up and go get my own kai. He lifts the mural up onto the wall. He blinks his eyes. He doesn't remember the faces of the unicorns looking so angry. And there seems to be red splotches all over them. Man, they have to keep the babies away from the tomato sauce. Done. Hey, our in the morning, Paura arrives and some of the mothers are already there with their kids who are testing their balancing skills across the tops of the fences. They all go inside. When they get to the main room, they're shocked at what's happened to the mural. Where are all the paper handprints? One of the mothers looks up. She taps one of the other mothers. Hey, up there. They all look up at the ceiling and see all the paper handprints sticking to the ceiling. How did they all get up there? All the mothers are looking at Paura. What? Hey, hey, don't look at me. I can barely look up at the ceiling, let alone get up there. One of the mothers goes outside and grabs the ladder. The kids all follow her back inside. One by one, 
all the paper hands are retrieved and stuck back on the mural. All the kids have shot off down the hallway. The kids know that their pictures from last year are on the walls in the hallway. You can hear them laughing at the missing tooth, the cross eyes, and the nicely parted hair of the boys. The fire are finishing up the little things, the vacuuming and dusting, changing some of the furniture around. While vacuuming, one of the parents suddenly stops. Hey, can you hear that? They all stop what they're doing. No, I can't hear anything. I know. Where are the kids? There's no response. They all hurry into the hallway and are shocked to see the kids are facing the walls with their foreheads resting on the walls. There's no response. There's a twitch from one of the kids, then a twitch from another, and then another. The twitches become longer and longer until finally the kids' bodies are shaking. One of the mothers is about to grab one of the kids when that kid still facing the wall replies in a low, raspy voice. All the kids join in, chanting those words like it's the nursery rhyme Ringa Ringa Rosie. They repeat the words over and over, getting louder with each word. The shaking becomes more violent. The mothers are frozen to the spot, confused and scared about what they should do. The kids begin to chant karakia, old karakia, different karakia, all at the same time in voices that are not their own. One of the girls stops shaking. She swivels so that they can see her face. Her eyes are rolled backwards. She arches backwards slowly, karakia still going until she reaches an impossible angle. Her spine, her neck, it's hard to tell. The fire have begun to cry. One is making the sign of the cross, forehead, chest, left to right. The kids suddenly stop. And then a scream. The lights in the hallway glow brightly and then explode into pieces. The screaming ends and the kids collapse to the ground. The fire rushed to their children. One of the fire yells out, Someone! Call an ambulance! Another of the fire speaks up. No, but there is someone that we need to call. Mama? One by one, the kids come Mama? too. They're confused and dazed. All the mothers pick up their babies and leave. One mother pauses, clutching her baby close to her chest. She looks over to Paura. Something is here. We were lucky this time. We need to sort it out before someone dies. Or worse. Shuffling her baby around to her hip, she finds some paper from the floor and scribbles a phone number on it. 
bring this guy now. Hopefully he picks up. Once the mother leaves, Paura dials the number 013-013-666. He waits. He can hear a faint song play. It's coming from outside. He opens the front door and sees a car parked in the driveway. He walks towards the car. Dale, who the heck are you? Paura can hear a familiar voice coming from the phone of the guy sitting in the car. Paura realizes it's his own voice. The guy promptly jumps out of his car. I love doing that just to see the looks on people's faces. Kia ora. I'm Tekani, a ghostbuster. Oh, I loved your movies. Tekani is not sure if Paura is being sarcastic or clever. Either way, he takes an instant liking to this guy. How did... I knew to come here. Yes! I can sense disturbances. I can smell it, so to speak. Oh, of course. Like pizza. Possessed pizza, but... Yes. Mmm, possessed pizza. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, by the way, my name is... Paura. <laughs> I know. Uh, apologies, I have a bad habit of finishing people's sentences. It's a second sense ghostbuster thing. Can't help it. I just know what you're going to say next. Oh, and FYI, your name's on your knuckles. <laughs> it wasn't a trick. Okay, let's see who's here. When they open the front door, they hear the hallway cackle. Something is definitely here. Powder reaches out to touch the wall. It's freezing. Ice has appeared on the walls. The pair breathe out. They have frost breath, just like on a cold winter's morning. Powder looks at the photos of the kids. Their faces are warped. Man. Kohanga has got to get a new photographer. The kids look terrible. Touch. They go into the main room. Tekani stops in the middle of the room. Ooh, we're not alone. Paura looks at the mural. The paper hands are gone, and the drawings of the Māori unicorns have also disappeared. Oh, that damn wind again. Paura looks up to the ceiling, and sure enough, the paper hands are there. His eyes narrow as he notices that the hands have begun to shake. One by one, the paper hands dive bombs, slapping the two. The paper hands seem a lot harder than paper. Powder grabs one paper hand that has slapped his face and tears it to shreds. Another he screws up and throws outside. Tekani is ducking and diving. One lands on Tekani, Paura yanks it off, chews it, and then spits it out. It's not long before all the evil little hands are dealt to. Paura turns to Tekani. Tell me, why are you here again? Before Tekani can answer, there's a tapping sound coming from the hall. It sounds like hundreds of little mice. Around the corner of the door comes an army of two-dimensional Māori unicorn drawings from the mural. 
the Maori unicorns leap up at Paura and Tekanu. Some of the unicorns impale themselves in their ankles and others attempt to stab the pair in more delicate parts of the anatomy. Others still leap up on their pants and get stuck, effectively ending their unnatural lives. Although small, their numbers manage to overwhelm the pair, bringing them to their knees. Paura turns to Tekanu. One of those photon backpacks would be quite handy. Mm. Sorry, can't help it. He gasps, fending off the unicorn. Just then, a shadow rises from the floorboards. It climbs the wall the mural is on. Oh no! I think I saw this guy last night. The shadow that now covers the entire wall is neither man nor beast. A dreadful growl like a wounded animal now fills the room. It appears to be coming from the mural. The mural begins to pulse like there's something trying to push through from the other side. The mural begins to rip from the bottom. Two muscled hands grab the mural where it's split and pulls the mural apart. A face comes through. It's twisted and cruel. It's deformed with multiple scars. The creature is naked and stands over eight foot tall. Holy! That is definitely not the pizza man. The beast attacks the pair, knocking Tekani out cold. When he comes to, he sees Paura lying on the ground next to him. Hey, Ewa, hey, are you okay? Paura stirs and sits up, rubbing his eyes. Oh no, what a mess. She, what happened? What was that thing? Tekani is rubbing his head, where he can feel the beginning of a headache. I don't know, but it's gone. Well, for now. I can't sense anything in the house now, which is really weird. Yeah, I've got to go. I've got some stuff to sort out before tomorrow's opening. Stay, go, me just push the door shut. As Paura leaves, Tekani notices a big lump on the back of Paura's neck. It's pulsing. Oh, there you are. Kaura Kuroti. Kaura Tekani. Uh, I need your help. I know. I've been expecting your call. I'm bringing someone else. Your son. Paul. To be continued. Paki Kehua. He mea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa a nā te māngai pāho i tautoko. Pakikehua, brought to you by te wānanga o Aotearoa with funding from te māngai pāho.